Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Between Realities. How the hell are you? Welcome. We are so excited to have you with us today. My name is Alex. I am joined here by my co-host, Skiva. Skiva, how you doing, dude? <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm great. How are you? Good. We're getting further awesome. and further, further away now. Know. You know, now that we've got like the two mics set up, like we, 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 we were so close together, you know, huddled around a single microphone, and now we're slowly... I know, I know. Drifting away. I know, man. I feel so, I feel so far well, away from you right now. Only physically, buddy. Yeah. You, you know, this cannot yep. be broken. Yep. <laughs> well, hello to everyone who is here in the chat with us. Um, Lissa VR, first in chat. It's like typical, right? I mean, Lissa's always here first. So what's up, girl? Good to see you. Glitch Fandango in the house. How's it going, dude? Uh, Mateo311 just did an awesome Behaptics review video today. Super yeah. comprehensive. It was really, really good. Thank you for that, dude. And thank you for being here. Um, we've got Jansen Fox in the house. How's it going, man? Jansen Fox. Ah, Jansen. What's up, buddy? Jansen has been present lately, and I'm here for it. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Dude, anyone out there, if you haven't seen Jansen, Jansen Fox's uh, streams of like Population One, oh my God, this guy had me crying. I was laughing so hard. Man. Really? I was, <laughs> I was laughing. It is funny. He does like each one he does in like a different costume, and he is just so funny. Go subscribe to Jansen. Yeah. Fox, do and it. Subscribe to our channel too if you haven't yet. Yeah, please sub. Lipnox VR is here as well. How's it going, Lipnox? Lipnox has also been around quite a bit lately, What's as up, well as Croy VR. Croy is good yeah, to buddy. see you. I think uh, I'm glad you're here for today's episode because I know you are like zero Facebook, never happening. Robin's here. How's it going, Milady? Robin. Um, we got Sampler 19. <laughs> Daniel German Rifter is here. What's German up? Rifter is our fucking homie. Good to see yeah, you, dude. man. Love Onikaze in the house. Paradise Decay in the house fucking stream curator extraordinaire obscure nerd vr who was a guest on the show pretty recently which was awesome and uh we really want to play more pop one with obscure nerds oh so dude we'll have to make that good, happen good dude man mm -hmm. really enjoy hanging out with him mm -hmm. so today's guest is if you read the description or any of my posts today you know we often talk about facebook and how you know they do shit that sucks, right? Like we're not huge fans of them, but we are huge fans of virtual reality and it can be really hard to separate the two, but there are a few dudes out there who are standing up against it, right? And one of them is our guest today who has basically pivoted entirely from being a part of the Oculus ecosystem to now working exclusively with HP Reverb G2 and Pico Neo. And uh, we're really excited to get his perspective on the VR industry. He is the operator of VR Essentials on YouTube, which is an awesome VR channel that is approaching 7,000 subs, soon to be 10K. Please welcome to Between Realities, Mr. Lazius K. Yo, dude. Hey, guys. Hello. Thank you so much for being here, man. How the hell are you doing? Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me I, I really appreciate it very humble uh considering the amount of other guests that you guys been you know had on the show and the amount of shows you've done as well so great job on that and also i uh, just want to give a quick shout out to my family who might be watching my brother sister dad mom. Uh, Yo, what's also, up k family what's up <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also all those in the chat because some of the names are very familiar to me uh even though we may not have you know uh, like uh, met in real life uh, it's nice to, in fact, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but it's nice to tweet, you know, use Twitter and stuff. Uh, so hi to everyone in the chat as well. Nice, nice to see you as well there. It's so good. So, we also have real quick Smash Reality and VR Central. 
Of ah, course, what's up? In the chat as well. Oh, Paradise Decay, thanks for the mod duties. You'll wield the ban hammer with pride. Please do. Actually, you don't really need to ban anything. And I'll go ahead and say this right now for our mods. There has been a few comments that I've noticed we have a mod that like they like didn't let it go through because it like had a bad word in it. Like if it's not like hateful, let it through. Yeah. All right. Like you <laughs> all know that anything goes on our show. So let's let's make sure that as a mod, if you're a mod on this show, let the stuff slide through unless it's like being mean, right? Yeah. Or hateful or yeah. something like that. But no mean says, stuff. The quest is as big as my dick or something like whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> put it through. <laughs> um, Chris9989 is here as well, man. Thanks for being here. Oh, rendered reality sliding in. Oh, quick. yeah. What's up? What's up, Sean? Good to see you, man. Man, I get to play, uh, I get to play with Sean on uh, population one yesterday it was a good time nice yeah well i assume you won then right we got i think we got one or two wins and then um and then it just kind of went downhill but it was super fun so, so lazius is joining I, us from singapore you live in yeah, singapore, singapore right and yeah, that have, is like the other side of the I planet i have my energy bar i have my energy bar because it's like three o'clock in the morning here Dude. <laughs> so if I start falling, sorry, I won't. But if I do, I have my energy bar. Mad, mad props to you for yes. showing up for the yes. live show. Skiva yes. even, even gave him an out, and yep. he was like, no. Yeah, I said we could record it, but he's like, ah, 3 a.m. Ah, no big deal. So, <laughs> it's, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. Come on, we're, yeah. we're still yeah, young. Oh, yeah. I love it. So is, is the K family also up at 3 a.m. watching, or do they live somewhere where it makes a little bit more sense? <laughs> No, they live in Europe, so it makes much okay. more sense. Makes them. much more sense. Well, yes. that's good. Yes. Well, dude, thank you so much for staying up late and, and partying into the night no with us, man. No worries. But I think for Population 1, on there, I mean, I have days where I get killed literally 100 times. Yeah. Um, and then days where you just, you're at it and right. you're just yeah. killing everyone else, right? Is it the same with... With you guys when you're when you're playing that absolutely man sometimes you know and it depends on the time of the day when i play too right i right. feel like the earlier i play the more maybe little kids are just on and you know just wasting them all day long but then as it gets closer and closer to like when people are getting home from work in, in the states at least you know i i feel like i my my kd goes down a bit and i start losing a little bit more mm. but uh, or maybe i'm just getting more tired i don't know who knows it's a good time though i mean there's just a lot of a lot of players these days mr right. trinidad probably one of them oh i was playing with chat. mr trinidad too like two days ago yeah good to see he's yeah, been yeah. stepping it up man he yeah. like he had the vr bros guys like help him with his like animations and stuff and mm, like, nice he's i think he's getting ready to make a push so we're Dude, gonna be we're yeah. gonna be following mr I, trinidad. I was in there with all my haptics on and and uh somehow i let i let out in the lobby that i was wearing you know my my vest and everything and then everyone came over and everyone was touching me <laughs> yeah. and if, if if you don't know people in the lobby when they touch you in that game you can feel it which is wild it's really mm -hmm. cool like you bump into someone you're like oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is amazing yeah. um so uh so, so you anyway, to know what was your first question <laughs> what was my first question? I don't even think I asked. I don't think I've asked one yet. <laughs> now, if, if your family was watching, I oh, think it was yeah, the only yeah. one. Oh, it's not a question. All right, poor. Well, we really, we really admire your uh, your commitment to to being on the Between Realities podcast in in its true live form. You know, three a.m. Yeah. is I I wouldn't be doing that, bro. I, mm -mm. I, that's hard. I, I, I go to bed at like no, nine. Who can say no to the both of you? Seriously, I mean, Aww. you have so much charm and. Aww. <laughs> this guy is, uh, you know, <laughs> man, you're, you're too cool, dude. Which by the way, like when there was a time when, uh, Lazius and I were communicating via, um, via uh, direct messages and you know, we were just like going back and forth and I was like, Oh, hello, sir. How you doing? 
and like he was like yo man sir that's way too formal like listen we're, we're buddies like we're friends you know like you gotta use dude or something man come on <laughs> and i was like all right you know i feel you there like even though for the record lazy is i use sir as a term of endearment with yeah. with with yeah. all people oh, you said, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i did say that okay that's good <laughs> but that but yeah man we are we're not we're not formal acquaintances we are true homies and that's why this just feels like second nature having mm -hmm. you on man mm -hmm. i'm loving it and I like totally how you guys met by the way because I, I i watched i mean i watched a whole bunch of your uh your your videos over the you know last few weeks and months and i thought it was very interesting how you guys met up in the meetup and, and how you got you know everything together for your show and stuff so yeah it was yeah, kind was of funny great. man i i was so excited you know and for anyone who hasn't heard this story i started a subreddit called vr and easy and uh put together a a meetup where we were all going to get together and play some um um uh arcade based virtual reality stuff and uh yeah alex was the only one to show up besides my personal friends so yeah and then alex is like hey we are the biggest vr fans in arizona otherwise they would be here <laughs> there it is so here we are here we are the rest awesome. is and nice nice mics yeah it's all your and you said those are really nice Mike. Yeah, so, like, so nice. The best mics you can have for a podcast. You do realize yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you know, yeah, we know. Yeah, I mean, Joe, they are, they're, they're they the one the Joe business. Rogan's use. So, so we figure if it's good enough for Joe Rogan, it's good enough for us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, we we struggled with our microphone setup here. You know, yeah. like when we like when we first started doing it, we had the single mic, and then we we're like, okay, this isn't working. Let's both have a mic. So we both got the Yetis, and then having two Yetis next to each other in a small space yeah mm -hmm. cannot well. do what we're doing right here mm -hmm. like his mic is picking up my voice and vice versa and like we listen to the recording and it's just like utter dog shit yeah and right. uh you know and then we went back to the single mic and we were having issues with that and really we just realized we needed to bite the bullet so here we yeah. are um, we uh opened the purse strings a little bit and we did yeah we did well Which, um, yeah well worth it for those mics yeah yeah totally yeah, yeah for sure totally 100 percent. and dude by the way you are like ultra professional man like the your the quality of your equipment the quality of the, your content is like some of the best that i have seen in our community like straight Agreed. up dude like your editing skills are like insane like what did you like how did you did you fucking go to school or something for that like why how, why are you so good um well i mean i think there's always room for improvement like for example um i have I mean, this this mic that I have not sponsored. <laughs> I won't show the brand. Yeah. <laughs> Don't dare show the brand, or we will be pixelated. You know, <laughs> YouTube will take down the video because I showed the brand. Anyway, um, <laughs> so um, I mean, it, it, this mic is not the best. It's actually super cheap. Um, but what was really cool is I got you know when I started the whole YouTube thing, I got onto the whole Amazon affiliate thing, and then I accumulated uh, money because when people click on the links, they go and buy you know, pencils or whatever, stuff that's not inside of your links, but because they clicked on it, whatever they buy next will then, you know, you get a little kickback, oh. like maybe 2% or something like that. And mm. over six months, I mean, this had literally died um, just because I was dropping it all the time and not being very responsible. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then I managed to buy a new one. And I was just so amazed that, you know, the amount of people from the community had actually gone and clicked all on all the links because to me it wasn't my money to me it was actually the money from uh the subscribers and mm -hmm. then the kickback would come back to us so i was really thankful and i bought the exact same one uh because it's cheap and cheerful um so i think in terms of equipment i especially for the audio i i really have a lot of room to to grow in terms of the perfect mic i like to get but you know things 
budgets, you know, can't just be yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. Uh, just make do with what you have. I think that's the best, you know, advice when starting YouTube, basically. Uh, when I started YouTube, in fact, I didn't even have any equipment. I started with a iPhone SE for a whole year. That's all wow. I had, literally. Wow. Uh, and I had um, a mic that I just put on, on, it was a Rhodes, whatever it was, 50, 30 US dollar mic that you just put on your phone. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I would edit on, on the phone as well, not on the computer. So that's mm. how I, uh, I, I got to start editing because when I was doing previous startups, we didn't, I didn't have money to hire an editor. So I did all the promotional stuff myself. Uh, and this was back in 2010, so 2008. So that was quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I had another startup, I did everything myself again until we could actually have the funds to start you know, hiring freelancers and stuff. Um, you know, so, so that's really how I started, you know, um, editing and, you know, filming and that kind of stuff. And then just learning from other people, I think as well, um, you know, is I look, I watch a lot of, uh, make art now is an amazing channel. You guys should definitely go and check out make art now is hmm. this guy is just amazing. Uh, Peter McKinnon, amazing YouTuber as well. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of movies, Tarantino movies, you know, whatever Michael Bay movies, you know, whatever, uh, you know, all, all these big directors, you, you learn a lot from binge watching Netflix. <laughs> you, actually, you, you actually learn a lot, right? Because you're taking yeah. notes. Oh, that's a, that's a nice shot. You know, maybe I can recreate that. Um, well, we're not all you know, doing that. You learn a lot watching Netflix. I, I probably get dumber sitting there binging Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it, but um, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm trying to be polite. Yeah, um, okay. No, but, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you do learn a lot from you know uh or it's, it's like tarantino i mean he spent so many hours in uh where was he working um blockbuster you know that that's how he learned his craft right um really yeah is that was yeah. he working at blockbuster he was working there tarantino for years. Learned, got his directing chops working at blockbuster yeah. for wow. years he got all his ideas from blockbuster <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Okay, I, you know, and, I'm just going to take everything you say at face yeah. value at this point. I don't know, know if you're... It is really, you can go do him. Uh, hey, Tarantino, can you confirm this? Yeah. <laughs> Good old Quentin. It's our homie. Yeah. Q, so, as I call him. I, I, yeah, I guess that's how I learned. Uh, I didn't go to school. Um, you know, uh, I learned just, just by doing, I guess. I still have so much to go. Um, you know, I... I you know, I'd love to get to the level where, um, I mean, I'm very lucky that brands hired me to produce content for them before I had the channel and also during. So I, I just believe, um, I, I think it's a personal creative thing. Like I personally have, I, I, I don't know, it's just a need to um, have to keep, like doing videos every day, I don't learn anything from it. Honestly, I don't. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking with, uh, uh, Rick, who has a, actually a Facebook group, Oculus group um, on Facebook. Um, and, you know, he, um, man, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> that, happens, that happens to me all the time, man. It happens to me stay up till 3.30 a.m. and try to have a conversation with right. people on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is what it was. Um, we, we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, how we just get the basics right first. Like, once you get the basic, once you know how to cut, uh, you know, jump cut, they're just the basics of editing. Then you can move up to the next stage. Like try not to 
you know, do the biggest things first because you most doubtfully you'll spend years trying to do those. So it makes more sense just to get the basics right first. So uh, the problem uh, is some people who are highly creative, uh, they can't just do the basics all the time. Otherwise, you really die. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, you feel like you're you're dying. So uh, doing daily daily videos for me is really tough because I I literally do not learn anything from that. So it would be better if YouTube could provide us the ability to do weekly videos or, or bi-weekly videos and still get the amount of views and reach right. um, mm -hmm. as opposed to just doing it every day because it would actually give us content creators uh, more room to be creative and to experiment more and to learn more. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's the struggles I'm having personally with, uh, with, with YouTube in terms of creating and, and excelling, getting better at, at stuff. Like, for example, this... Um, uh, there's there's a really cool you know mocap is getting big now much bigger than before because equipment is getting much cheaper you can have your own sensors uh, to you know do motion capturing um, all the software now is getting much cheaper as well it used to cost thousands of dollars to get a license now it doesn't cost that much anymore so you can literally transform your face um, you know from looking like a really old guy or looking like Tarantino if you if you want to have that Tarantino face. is definitely <laughs> the one. Right. Uh, or you can have an anime face on your real body. I mean, you could do so much these days um, with just a simple rig computer. Uh, you know, you don't have to maybe render 10 minutes worth of footage, otherwise you'll die. I mean, your computer will die. Mm -hmm. But maybe just 20 seconds of it is good enough. Um, so, you know, we're very lucky to, to be getting to those stages where we can learn those kind of skills at home and not have to pay a gazillion amount of dollars to go to an animation school, for example. Amen. You know, because they have the render farms or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we say stuff like that all the time. Like, I'm blown away by what we're able to accomplish here. You know, like mm -hmm. this, the kind of thing that we're doing right now. Like, bef back in the day, would have taken like a yeah. fucking like huge studio with tons and tons of cash to pull off you know but like now you can order a few lights off of amazon pick up a camera right. somewhere and right. boom like you're in mm -hmm. you know like you're making exactly. tv quality shit it's exactly it's, it is amazing so that's a yeah. really good point um and I, I, drew we had slide into the chat by the way i wanted to say hello what's and up drew how's it going drew also paradise decay said that our, our link to to vr essentials in the description is not working because we put youtube twice so maybe we can fix oh, that oh yeah yeah I'll and fix that um, while we yeah so that way somebody can, so people can yeah. can click on the okay link i'll there. see you guys on the next stream bye <laughs> yeah see damn it dude i told you i told you he wasn't gonna stay if you didn't have that link working <laughs> son of a bitch well but i think the iphone SE worked very well because it's a 4k phone and it was extremely cheap so it actually provided better resolution for me uh, compared to the iPhone 7 or whatever it was. So, you know, some equipment, and these days, of course, you can get a GoPro very cheap too. So, yeah. uh, you know, all, but I'd like to say that, you know, I really like other people's channels too. I mean, Cass and Cherry, they do, I think what's really good between the really popular channels and those perhaps that are starting out, I mean, I'll just say in general, okay, I'm not going to pinpoint everyone because right. otherwise I'll, I'll get killed. But uh, <laughs> if you look, for example, Cass and Cherry's channel, um, you know, the, the B-roll is very good. Um, you know, when you look at uh, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis, his B-roll is also very good. So, you know, when, when you look at those kind of channels and doing reviews about, um, you know, accessories or whatever VR headset they might be reviewing, you know, they really pay time and attention to how they actually uh, portray the product. And I think that's something that a lot of brands, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of brands want to work with 
uh, with VR Essentials because we spend the time to try and make the B-roll look good. And, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't take that much time to do. Um, you know, it's just a little bit of color correction, which doesn't take, it takes five seconds. Um, so, you know, I, I think learning from, I learned from those guys. I, I learned from Cass and Cherry. I learned from uh, Mike. I learned from, you know, all those other guys who who spend that time and try to see what they do um, and just be inspired by it. And because obviously if they're pop successful, there has to be a reason for it. It's not just because, you know, they're lucky, right? It's right. because they create their own luck. So there are obviously some things there to learn from them. And I think, um, you know, it, it, it just goes to show as to how much time they spend on their craft in making things look good too. Yeah. Damn, dude. That was well said. So you've been, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I really enjoy all those channels as well. Like Kaz and Cherry are, they have some amazing production value in their stuff. Um, you know, all, all these guys, VR Oasis and, and everyone. Tyrell Wood. Oh, dude. Yeah, Tyrell Wood. Tyrell has really cool, uh, yeah, yeah B-roll as well. His yeah, camera work sure. and the quality yeah. of his footage is just Definitely. next level. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and, you know, I can, like, totally see what you were saying, too, when you were talking about how, like, you can't just kind of do the same thing. Like, if you go through VR Essentials, your your YouTube channel, chronologically, like, the, like the intros, the titles, like, your approach, like, the, 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 the transitions, like, everything is changing all the time. Like, you're constantly trying new things and new intros, and, like, you'll do one that looks amazing, but next week you're already doing something different. You know, so, I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding for you. Like, it's obvious to me that you are, like, constantly trying to evolve. You're constantly trying to improve on things. You're constantly trying to push it mm -hmm. and see what else you can do. And, um, I mean, I think you're... I think you're like the best video editor in in yeah. the YouTube game the, for VR right now. The Cyber Shoes video you got you did was Sick. was absolutely amazing. And, Wait, which you one? Know, do you uh, remember the, which one? Uh, it was the very first one. We had like kind of like where you uh, decontaminating the box. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like flying was over and yeah. <laughs> That yeah, really that fun. was fantastic. Was but by the way, we still are running that Cyber Shoes giveaway. It's down in, there's a link down in the description. You can win the full kit, the shoes, the chair, the carpet, Dude, I see all the that chair. stuff. You see that chair back there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I can see it. Yeah, there's the Cyber Yeah, If you want to win that, go down there and click that link. There's two weeks left, guys. So I would go uh, hit that up. So, uh, that link, by the way, should now be working if you want to. Someone so you you've been making VR videos for a while now and um you know everybody was kind of like expressing their their concerns with the Facebook ex acquisition when that shit was happening with Oculus and everyone's kind of like got one toe in the water and one toe on land cuz we're all a little weary and, and a little scared but at the end of the right. day it was it was not enough to scare me off or Skiva off or frankly all of us off but you fucking put your foot down and you were like mm -hmm. you know what no mm -hmm. I am not gonna do this and I'm deleting my Facebook like see you later and now you've been making videos with respect respect for sure respect. and now you're doing stuff with the G with the G2 and with the Pico Neo mm -hmm. and um, yeah respect f first of all of course but secondly like how tell us a little bit about your decision making process right like what was going through your head when you're realizing you know what like i'm getting out of this oculus thing and what has it been like for you to kind of go against the grain with the youtube content creation and use these headsets that a lot of people are basically saying don't hold a candle to oculus 
Well, um, okay. First of all, I, I would like to say that um, you know I I don't work for Facebook and I don't really know what's going on over there. Meaning that actually whatever I know, whatever I feel, whatever I believe is really based on you know all the publications that come out in the press uh, and also interviews through documentaries and all these kind of things. So my opinion, honestly speaking, could be wrong, right? Because I don't work there and I don't talk to Zuckerberg himself, right? Um, so that's a let's nice just disclaimer. Take, so let, let's just take you know everything with a pinch of salt, and I guess we all make our uh, opinions based on whatever information comes to us, right? Um, I think there's two there's two levels uh, as to why I decided to do something. First of all, um, since I deleted my Facebook account, I feel so much happier as a person. Um, no, not because I deleted it. <laughs> but because the amount of crap that's on facebook um the amount of negative energy that's on facebook first of all the difference in how people communicate in facebook vr groups vr groups in facebook is so different to how people talk to each other on twitter for example now being in singapore twitter is really not big like no one's on twitter here believe me hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, they know about it, but they don't really know about it. Like most people, a lot of people here are just not on it. Um, so I wasn't on it for 10 years. I've been here since 2004. So longer than 10 years, 15 years. So um, I never really understood Twitter. Like I understand it's got the same issues as Facebook for on a lot of different reasons, a lot of different levels. But the way people communicate is so much more positive. Like all the people in your chat right now, they're on Twitter. And when they tweet, it's positive, yeah. you know. Um, you know, when they're talking together, you can really feel that sense of community that on Facebook, there are so many different strangers in the groups. You never really know who you're talking. I mean, I never really knew who I was talking to. Um, and secondly, a lot of the things I saw was based on the algorithm of Facebook that was trying to push things towards me in perhaps changing my mood, maybe changing the way I think, maybe influencing what I should buy. So. You know, I was friends with a lot of different individuals because, uh, you know, if you're just friends with your own family and friends, that's one thing. But a lot of us aren't. A lot of us are friends with a whole bunch of different strangers. And there's so much crap coming on there. Uh, and there's a lot of people who whine, who complain, who cry. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to vent and have a platform to vent. I'm just saying I don't want to be exposed to it 24 hours 7. It would be nice to see stuff that makes me happy, you know. And I feel that since I've deleted my Facebook account, I'm just a happier person in general. Like, I don't feel so depressed. I don't feel so anxious. Uh, I just feel more positive. So that's the first thing. That's what I've noticed in the last two months that I've actually, uh, since I deleted my, my Facebook account. Uh, coming to, so this is the second point now, which is coming to why we, we went off. So um, what really did it for me was um, the idea that people use your data is not something we can really change. Uh, you know, Apple uses our data, Microsoft uses our data, everyone uses our data. But the idea that you can use your data so that you can uh, allegedly, okay, allegedly, like, I don't know, there's a chocolate, I don't know, maybe, maybe I didn't think about cleaning my room or, or whatever, um, you know, but suddenly I see some messages about people cleaning their room and then subliminally something's going in my head. And then suddenly I see ads about, uh, Dyson or something, not sponsors, um, you know, Dyson <laughs> Hoover or something, right? And then before I know it, I'm in the shop and I'm buying a Dyson frigging Hoover and I don't even know why. Now, the idea that people can take what I, my data 
to influence someone else's life. To me, that's very scary. Um, so that that was mainly why I got off Facebook because I thought, well, if they can take two million data, I mean, there was an article uh, that came out talking about how you know two million data points were recorded every twenty uh, second, twenty minutes. Sorry, that's that's a lot. And then now they're record. I mean, even. We'll, I'm sure we'll get this later to this later, but you know, a, a lot of Yarn headsets have outside tracking, right, and outside cameras, so not just Oculus uh, headset. But yeah. the idea that Oculus could actually use the data of, uh, you know, what what you're doing outdoors, and and then record my friends or my wife or my uh, family's conversations because they might be talking, and then it can pick it up. And it to me is just. No, I, I, I much rather as a, I guess it's an entrepreneur kind of way of thinking in terms of startups. Like there's a lot of other companies out there who are not as big as them, who will become big. And I think if we can give them more light of day, um, then we'll be part of the journey. And then the day that they become huge, they were like, hey, you know, you, you were with us since the beginning. So uh, yeah, we'll have a much better rapport with them and, and develop with them as well. But at the same time, I, our YouTube channel is really small, you know? So I, I'm lucky that I can be at a position where I guess not be influenced by revenue or, or by views or all that, because believe me, our YouTube channel has taken a huge hit because of that, right? We, we kind of had all the Oculus people viewing our, our, our things. We were starting to have 30,000 views on certain videos. Uh, and now it's really tough to get those views with, uh, you know, HP and, and Pico because the, it, it's just a representation of the market share, which is there aren't that many people who've bought it versus the Oculus. It's really that simple, right? Mm -hmm. Yet, yep. five years from now, it'll be a different story. So, um, you know, if, if I had a channel that had 50,000 views right now and it was based on Oculus, that would be a much more difficult decision to, to make, right? right? So, um, especially if it's your only full-time job. Uh, especially if it's your only source of revenue, right? So, um, so, so I think there are those kind of things to to take into account as well. I, I'm very lucky because my channel is not so big, uh, and obviously, uh, the income that I personally make from YouTube right now is some income, but not enough to pay for the mortgage, pay for the bills, you know, pay for all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm lucky that you know I, I I can make that decision now and not not. No, at a later stage where it's too I late. mean, but it's, but I mean, like you just said, like you're gaining some momentum, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden your videos are getting like 30,000 views and stuff. And I mean, Steve and I have already told you a million times, your videos are super high quality and really, really good, you know, on par with Kaz and Sherry and Interior and, and Mike from Viaro and all that. So, you know, it's almost like sure, like you were able to make the decision because you weren't already big, but it's like at the same time, like maybe you would be by now if you were using a quest two and just pumping out quest content like crazy you know what i mean like i'm sure you you must think of that as well well i think it was very interesting to do videos like oculus uh oculus link versus virtual desktop those were quite popular um and you know so sure but i think i mean uh, personally for me being in studio is not really my uh long time goal long time goal um you know we were starting to do other content well we for example i worked with an influence uh with a dj who's voted by one of the DJ, you know, uh, uh, DJ circles or whatever, he was voted 16, number 16 in Asia, right? So he's quite a big DJ for his category, uh, you know. And I went out and I shot him and I followed him. I mean, he was a personal friend as well, but 
you know, we, I stuck up with him for like a week, um, every night partying and filming him and his nightclub at the time before everything closed down. Um, you know, and then there was other influencers who actually came to the studio, uh, who are anime influencers who have, you know, trying to get them to see how they experience VR and doing content with them. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I went to China to do a project with the uh, Youth Olympic boxing team and we gave them the headsets and try to see how it would help uh, the youth, uh, uh, youth Olympians uh, who are going to compete in the Japan Olympics, how VR could help them. Then for a month we were together and we were shooting the content as well and working with a whole bunch of different people like that, right? So that's that's personally where I want to go. It's not necessarily an Oculus channel or an HP mm -hmm. channel. It's really about the practical uses of VR and how VR can really help uh, people positively and, and, and really make a mark on the world, um, you know, uh, other than purely uh gaming because gaming is one sector but then there's also uh the, the practical um uh part to it as well so that's really where i was hoping to you're awesome dude you know that yeah. you're awesome <laughs> that's so great yeah i agree man you know i'm always I, I always feel like i'm stuck between a rock and a hard place with this stuff right because on one hand i have this 299 headset sitting here that um has pretty close to 4k resolution uh tracks really well um it's standalone it can also be pc vr on the other hand i have this thousand dollar valve index that's sitting here that's broken at least 30 percent of the time at least right two months i'm working on yeah, two months now of trying to yeah i'm trying to get my controllers replaced uh, i've been through two headsets three sets of controllers so far it'll be my fourth yo shout um, out to future though yes future did yeah Yes, amazing, amazing guy. He always, he's always there to help me, man. He's such a good dude. What did he do? Well, so he sent me his Vive one. This is a funny story too, right? <laughs> so, so he got a Cosmos for review. Um, and he sent me the Vive wands to use while I am, uh, you know, waiting on Valve to take their sweet time to replace my controllers. Unfortunately, uh, HTC sent him a set of 2016 Vive wands, brand new in the box. So it's not going to help, but I mean, the dude was on it, overnighted him to me. Like he's just a stand up guy, man. He's wait amazing. A second. So wait, so you can't use them or he, can't I can't use them. What? You can't No, because they're, because I have Vive tracker 2.0. I have the, the 2.0 base stations did and the, did the they and ship with the 1.0. It's it shipped with 1.0 base stations in 2016 Vive ones, not, and you have to have 2018 Vive ones or above to work with uh the 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 2.0 tracker i know it's crazy they sent him a brand new headset with like five-year-old controllers right i mean they were new but they were the five-year-old models right? wow so but the dude it doesn't change the fact that the dude is awesome and he's always there to help people wait a second he's just a so great guy. do i i have the 1.0s don't i you do hmm, we should use those and like use my base stations and like strap them down for some full body oh we could totally do that man <laughs> yeah. yeah we gotta get you know we're gonna hopefully do that blade and sorcery <laughs> video and stuff we're gonna we're gonna make some good stuff but yeah either way so i'm stuck here with with a thousand dollar headset that i can't use or a 299 dollar headset that works that is mining my data and t and stealing my soul you know what i mean but it's like well i either play no vr or, you know, and just stare at my $1,000 index. It doesn't do anything. It's a paperweight. Dude, La Lamborghini, Lamb sorry, Lamborghini are using the Valve Index at their showrooms. Whenever they travel wow. and they go and do all the car shows, 
they bring that valve with them. So nice, nice. But it Lamborghini just goes to show how much that headset yeah. has. So oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is Lamborghini can afford those controllers every every couple months. Right, when they yeah, they too, break. So. <laughs> Aaron Summers yeah, in the course. house. Good to see you, uh, Aaron Summers. Thanks for dropping in. We also have Gamertag VR, Mr. Chris Hatton. Which GT. I like to say his name sometimes. Hi, there's, there's a man behind that Gamertag, goddammit. Hey, and he's a buff, strong man indeed. Yep, and of course, uh, Mateo, who uh, we've, we've said hi to. And, Mateo. And Mateo. 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 So I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just bombing your... Your, yeah, your go head ahead. Over. Just jump in. Like, see, that's, <laughs> yeah, what, that's, this, that's what you got to do here. Like, if you want to swim in the between I'm realities, waters, you. I'm you got to go. <laughs> uh, hi, Mepper. It's good to see you, What's Mepper. Up, Mepper is like such a like champion of supporting VR creators, dude. Like, yeah, I see Mepper everywhere in every chat i go into boom dude, a better. lot of these guys a lot of these guys are just so supportive it's to true everybody. it's true and to the industry in, in general God, it's fantastic I, I just love you I all i love you all including a little techno glitch first time here oh well welcome techno glitch it is amazing to have you here in the community <laughs> if you don't subscribe yes. we will have issues uh and chris richardson <laughs> is here as well what's up chris richardson chris richardson how you doing buddy we've got man we got the fam up in here right we do you know, we do it's good okay so lazius What's yes. it been like um, doing VR uh, with this G2, right? Because I hear all kinds of mixed reviews, right? And I'm assuming what? that most of them are true. You know, like, are you getting by with the tracking on the G2? How are those visuals treating you? Tell us a little bit about your experience with the headset. Okay. Um, so, first of all, firstly, no issue with tracking. Like, one of the games I'm, 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 I'm actually in quite a lot these days, to be honest with you, is Contractors. Ooh. I love that freaking experience. It's just so immersive. Um, I don't have, and uh, as you know, in contractors, as you do it would in a population one, you always have to have, you know, the. Uh, let me just go and get them very quickly. Contractors is a great game, and uh, we're actually. I should actually wait for him to come back. Yeah, Ray Delatore. You always have to have the, going, um, you know, the controllers. Controllers like that, right? Yep. Always. And so, this, so this occlusion is is that an issue? Yeah. So apparently there used to be. I think I think they've done a good software update. I'll talk about something else in, in just a second. Um, so before there might have been some issues when you were doing this because mm -hmm. this controller was hiding the, the LEDs from this one. Uh, but now no issue. You can totally go like this. Nice. Uh, the only thing with the HP Reverb G2 tracking is that if you don't move, the tracking stops. So you have to keep moving. So what? it will stick. So, but it's fine because the moment you start moving, it will come back to you. So it's like it's uh, sleeping. It's like it's conserving energy. I see. So the moment you stop moving your arms, uh, wherever your arm was last, the moment you start to move again, let's say after six seconds. So if you don't move for, let's say, six seconds or 10 seconds, and you move, you'll see it'll, it'll come back up. It won't be like, like this, right? Mm. But if you keep doing this, it, it won't stick. It will keep. It will keep moving, right? Interesting. Um, now, in terms of that, I, sounds I like played... a problem to me. Just for the it's, record, it's, like no, it's I, not like... because it doesn't create any. It doesn't feel like it. Um, it, it breaks the immersion. It, it doesn't break the immersion. All right. And you get used to it. However, the only thing that does make it weird is that if you spend too much time in VR, <laughs> and you <laughs> you take off your VR headset, and you're looking at something like your phone, and you know, when you're looking at phone, now only people in VR I think will understand this. Uh, otherwise, they'll think we're just nuts. I, I hope I hope that's the case, right? 
So, you know, when you're looking at your phone, obviously you've been in VR for quite a long time, you forget about your arms. Yeah, this is true. And, and you feel like your arms are floating. And then you, you go, oh, shit, I got arms. And then you start moving them again. Like there's, there's a disconnect between the brain and the arms when you're looking at something for too long that's in front of you. I, I've noticed that with VR. And I think it's, it, it makes it because also sometimes like you're not moving your arms and it sticks. So when you come back up, it starts to move again. So the brain kind of thinks that my hands are in idle mode or something. Um, but anyway, coming back to the, to the HP Reverb G2, um, <laughs> just a little bracket there. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, though, the, the graphics are amazing. Uh, I can read, I can read letters like, uh, you know, with, with the Oculus Quest One, I was not able to read anything. Uh, it was very right. hard. I was squinting all the time. Uh, now, especially as I'm using the VR uh, Wave uh, lens prescription lenses, lens prescription adapters, because I wear glasses, right? And it's uh, when I was using glasses. If you have glasses, forget it. Don't get get lens adapters. Otherwise, you're going to hate your your G2. Because lenses can't fit inside. Uh, I mean, glasses can't fit inside. So uh, the moment I got the adapters, um, you know, amazing experience. Like, uh, I, I hadn't had the adapters for at least a month before. I mean, I had the, the G2 for a month before I had the adapters. And the moment I had the adapters, they changed my entire uh, VR experience altogether. Like, altogether. Um, because I had tried with the Oculus Quest 1 first. So with the Oculus Quest 2, um, Suddenly, I can read everything. Everything's super clear. Uh, the only things that aren't clear is whatever the developers didn't, you know, perhaps do. Like for example, I've noticed that a lot of developers, for some reason, perhaps it's a memory issue. Uh, when they upload a skybox, a lot of the times the skybox is actually uh, blurred. So the skybox is basically the background. It's like a three hundred sixty mm -hmm. degree uh, background, um, and and it's blurry. So you know those like if you go into Windows Mixed Reality World, you will have a blurry background. But whatever is put in, uh, in, in 3D will all be very, very clear. So game experience is amazing. Uh, tracking, absolutely no issue. Um, before, what if I'm like Expert Plus ripping it up in Beat Saber? Like, I don't know. Still, I haven't tried. Um, I, I, I don't have Beat Saber. I'm so sorry. Um, Which is insane because I'm currently wearing my... Octopus Quest Beat Saber playing T-shirt, which is a VR Essentials exclusive T-shirt. Yeah, this is VR Essentials <laughs> merch right here. What the I fuck used you to play. <laughs> I used to play Beat Saber, um, <laughs> but then when I hopped to the HP, I, I did. I I didn't down. I didn't buy it from Steam yet. So, uh, but I bought it from from the Oculus. Maybe I can use Revival. Something. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe Revival can, work. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I can experiment. Maybe. But now you know, like when I do all my videos and you see me playing. I actually have all these lights, uh, you know, like for example, this light here, which is pretty bright. I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see it a little bit. Um, and then I have this light here, you know, uh, and I have, sorry, so this light, I have- You just pulled down this, your whole studio. <laughs> this light, you know, I, I got the lights at the back and they're all freaking on me and there's no problem yeah. with tracking. So I can just, you know, you can just, you know, that, that's just to give it to you as, as to how it is. Um, but I think, the, I think the industry standard should be uh, what Oculus did, which is uh, infrared technology, because even the Pico Neo, I don't know what technology they're using in the next uh, Neo 3. They haven't revealed it yet. Uh, I think they're, they're milking the information to get as much publicity as possible. I thought, I thought they mentioned that, that they moved to, um, to infrared tracking. I oh, and, they, I... and they moved away from magnetic tracking and went to infrared. I heard they moved away from, from magnetic, but mm -hmm. I, I haven't read the official 
technology gotcha. in an article yet. Uh, and and the, the, the PR have yet to come back to me as to the exact technology mm -hmm. that they're they're using. But if they've gone for infrared, you know, I mean, do you guys think that there should be some standards in the industry or do you think that everyone should just do, um, you know, whatever they want? Because well, infrared I mean, seems to be, should be standard. Yeah. Well, you know, we got uh, we got Open Open XR now that that is going to attempt to kind of unify everything, so someone can program for one standard and have it work across all the headsets. And I think that's how it has to be. I don't know a developer out there uh, besides someone like Epic or someone right that that has the money to okay, let's make a VR game, but we have to make it like five times for every different headset, right? We have to have an open standard, I believe, um, in order to get developers on board. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? That's crazy, right? Bummer. I mean, companies <laughs> companies are printing money because of that, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, it it gives jobs to people and it keeps the economy going. But at the, end, at, the at the same time, it doesn't make sense for the progress of VR because if a developer could spend literally one hour on one task instead of ten hours on the same right. task doing it ten different times, it makes no sense. We're not going to progress in in. Right. Well, you know, most of the games and a lot of these indie studios, the indie studios don't have the time and resources right. for this, right? Exactly. So, Especially so we, indies. Yeah. Right. So we got right. we got to have that. We have to have that standardized. Um, yeah. VR stuff, in my opinion. So. You know your comment about um about your phone and like how things are weird after you've been in VR a lot sparked a pretty right. intense conversation in the chat. Or like everybody's kind I of did. like weighing in on it and like talking about how like spending a lot of time in VR like makes them see things in the world differently and how like all of a sudden they're like dreaming right. in more 3D than they've normally right, right. done. And like right. I, I actually really find some of this stuff interesting because the, like, the lasting impacts of using some of these technologies have not exactly been fully like learned or expressed yet, you know? Yeah. And my brain literally broke using the Nintendo 3DS some years ago. Um, I've told this yeah. story at least somewhere before, but back when my wife and I were dating, it's so weird I say stuff like that now. Back when my <laughs> wife and I were Newly dating. Newly wet over here. I know. <laughs> she she um, traveled internationally and like left me by, my, by myself for like a week. And I spent that time to, to playing uh, A Link Between Worlds, the Zelda game on 3DS, which is phenomenal. And I had the 3D maxed on my, on my 3DS, for the entire thing and i sat there for like two and a half days just did nothing but play a link between worlds and i beat the game ah closed it that was great i'm gonna go play some smite now and i went up on my computer and sat down on my computer screen and everything on my computer was 3d with my naked eyes everything the card art <laughs> in the game like like the text oh, was man. popping out like i literally wow. broke my fucking eyeballs and brain for a night <laughs> I, I had the the same effects of the 3D screen on my flat monitor just happening. Like, it, wow. I couldn't believe it. I was tripping. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is all 3D right now, you know? And it, was, it was just from having Crazy. my eyes adjusted to that for, yeah. like, two days straight. And then when I put the screen down, my eyes were like, well, this is where we live. So this is where we're going to stay. And then when I looked at just a normal flat screen, it was still giving me 3D. So not, not to go kind of off your initial topic or uh, point here, but, but the, the new Nintendo 3DS, which isn't really new, it's just called the new Nintendo 3DS right. has like legit eye tracking. Yes. 
right? Come on. So, so, so Nintendo, whichever direction you look yeah. at it, it, it changes the overlapping yeah. images so it can stay in 3D. How, how come Nintendo could get down eye tracking so easily on a little handheld console, but no one's really pulled it off in a consumer way in VR yet? I, mean, I don't know. And, and either way, the, the reason why I shared the story is because, like, it's obvious that, like, we're tricking our brains and eyeballs into doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And it yeah. will be interesting to see, like, how it actually does affect us long term, you know, yeah. if, like all of a sudden people like the way they perceive things changes because they spend so much time in VR or yeah. whatever. When, when you when you spend yeah. any time in any other reality, right? And then you come back to this one, especially, man, when I first got into VR, I'd take off my headset after like four or five hours of playing and I'd be like, mm. oh my God, none of this seems real. This is all <laughs> bullshit. But I, I, I think the other issue also is why are all the most popular titles the most gorish ones? I mean, that says something about <laughs> us as a species, yeah, right? right? I think like that's blade and sorcery. Stuff. Yeah, like you know, you know? I, I'll tell you, man. I'll bring people over here, and everyone wants to try blade and sorcery for some reason, right? And, and right. you know, for good reason. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic game, but but it is quite the um, psychological experiment if you will to watch these people and to watch how every single person interacts with with these people that are coming up to them i mean you got people like alex that were this guy was definitely a warrior back in the viking days or something i mean he is nasty right but some people man like they go in there and everyone acts so different and and it's like it's like a legit murder simulator is what i yeah, call it it really is <laughs> so, i'm not a meek murderer you are not. I, I'm not a you are not. murderer. I'm an expressive murderer. You are. Yeah. Like, you I kill with expression. I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, it's like, it's life, you know? Yeah. Killing people is like life. You have to express yourself while you do it. But you do, okay. you do, get, you do get tremendous skills from it. I mean, uh, you know, you do get people killed. who actually... No, no, I mean, skills. Like, if you go oh, into contractors and stay there for a while, you'll learn how to be stealthy, how to, you know, avoid certain scenarios, or, or, or if you're scared about... Like, you know, having someone pointing a gun at you can be pretty scary for a lot of people, yeah. for the most of us, right? Especially when you're not used to it and, and graphics can be good. And then you start getting used to all that kind of scenario. So that could actually help in, in real life, for example, preparing for a big meeting or, or today's interview. Honestly, I was pretty nervous. But, you know, so I had to uh -huh. do it now with contractors before coming just to calm my nerves. And it, <laughs> it actually helps to, you know, or, or, or doing a, a saint and sinners or, or whatever, right? All these kind of... Yeah. Uh, Phasmophobia and all these kind of things, right? So oh, um, it can actually help oh. in in real life too to get used to other situations which are not as gorish or mm -hmm. you know twisted. That's, sure. but, you know, That's true. It, I mean, it's down I, the level of anxiety. I think. Well, you kind of learn, in, especially in multiplayer games, you kind of learn like the, like habits that people have. You know, like you'll like if you like run around a corner. You right. kind of almost know that they're going to chase you around the corner if I didn't allude to the fact that I saw you back there. So I can run around the corner and just wait for you to chase me around that thing. And as soon as you come around, I might have a melee weapon and I'll fucking nail you with it. I do that right. to people all the time in multiplayer games. And there was one time I was with my lady at the mall and I like duck around something and like knew the path, like just like instinctively. And I like came around the corner right in her face and I scared the crap out of her, you know? And like oh, she did my. not expect me to come out. And I was like, I thought to myself like, oh dude, I just like, I just multiplayer gamed her. Like I like went around a corner and then like just like got her, you know. And uh, I I think I have multiplayer gaming skills to uh, to thank for that. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, man. If there's ever a zombie apocalypse or something, I I there's a list of people that I will be going to their house and being like, yo, I'm hanging with you because <laughs> yeah, I know you're gonna survive. And, I will cut off yeah. a lot of zombie heads before I go down. 
like nice. a lot of them. And by the way, Lazius, I also I I gotta know like yes, sir. May, maybe you're maybe you're a little nervous to come on the show, right? But like the second you get in here, we're just this is nothing, right? Chill. Like we could do this all day, right? I, I, I think when you you've I mean we've spoken before. We we went into real fish together, right? Real fishing. Yes, we did. Real fish, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. that was a pretty awesome experience. Um, so that helps. Real yeah. VR fishing, by the way. Fantastic yeah, real VR game. fishing, yeah. If you yeah, haven't fantastic. picked it up yet, go get it. It is a great game, man, and it is a fantastic multiplayer experience to just by the way, hang out and you, chill with your friends. Do, do you know if uh, they patched the Oculus and the PC VR servers together? Because I remember last time we tried to play, mm. I was actually using the Oculus yeah. Link at the time, and we couldn't find each other because I was using the PC uh, server and not the uh, Oculus Quest server. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting but, too. But I do know that I also have like experienced some anxiety like before going into an interview or a show or something like that. And yeah. if and and I guess I'm just trying to offer a word of comfort to those out there that like if you do experience anxiety like getting involved in something like this, I promise you that like once you're just like on and like you're going and you're doing the thing, <sighs> that all kind of gets alleviated and I mean I I guess I can only speak for myself here but like it's once I get up and running in anything, it's like, oh wait a second, this like this is what I was anxi- anxious about. Like th- I can do this all day. Like this is comfortable, you know. Like mm-hmm. we're we're hanging out with people, we're talking about stuff that we love and we're passionate about, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's easy. Like, I mean, you could talk about VR all goddamn day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know? okay. Um, I, I want to ask you, you know, in terms of like, um, you know, uh, uh, lowering our anxieties and all that kind of stuff, right? Obviously, we need more data to be able to. I mean, developers need more data to be able to either make us more anxious, more scared, or less scared. So, um, you know, Omnicept, obviously, HP are releasing the Omnicept, right? So yep. now yep. that can track your pupil's size. So if your pupil wow. goes wider or yep. retracts, it can, it can not just your pulse, right? It's the fact that it can also... Yeah, but it does do your heart rate as well. It does do your heart mm-hmm. rate too, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what do you guys think about that and how it could potentially help? VR, I mean, should we have this uh, uh, kind so, of stuff? I mean, this is a double-ended sword too, right? Because it could make for some amazing gaming it's a double-edged experience. sword. Double, sorry. Double-ended double sword. Double swords. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah, you but you know what I mean. That. So yeah, double, double-edged sword. There you go. Uh, but yeah, because you know, you get companies like Oculus that if they did stuff like that, they would also be using that data for advertising things for, you know, to, to kind of track and see how you're feeling about different things to, right. to better sell you things. Right. But, right. but in a game, um, you know, if you're getting bored and you're going to leave, you know, you, yeah, I don't want to play this anymore. And then the game sees that and ramps up the experience, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different things you could do with that. That would be fantastic, but also, you know, it's kind of scary as well because because the company is like Oculus. Well, Facebook, I should say. I mean, I don't know. As a gamer who has a Facebook account and isn't going to get rid of it, I want this shit to be as awesome as possible. I want the immersion. I want the I want the the procedurally generated experiences. I want the dynamic um changing experiences based on my level of interaction mm-hmm. and if my mm-hmm. eyes fucking dilate when i see something i like give me some more of it frankly you know like i think that all of this stuff is going to be awesome and i think that it will probably have more things that i like about it enjoy about it than things that i don't like and don't enjoy about it and that's kind of the way i feel about like 
all of this shit, you know, like I don't enjoy that, like my phone sitting here listening to this conversation that we're having, but I do enjoy like getting information the second I want it. And I do enjoy, you know, like the conveniences of like, you know, like, I don't know, you're like smart home and shit, like knowing right, where your sure. door opens. But do we have to have it both? Do you have to have that negative side with the good side? Do you have to have these companies using that information for, for terrible things instead yeah, of just yeah. making good experiences for us? I mean, you don't, I would, I want to say no. Like, like if you came over here and I was all nice and then every time you left, I did something nasty with the information I got from when, when you were here, I, you probably wouldn't right. trust me anymore and you wouldn't want to hang out with me anymore. But I'd say, but dude, while you're with me, we're having a great time. Yeah, you might be that you know? friend that I use because he has cool shit at his crib, you know? Like, <laughs> I just go over your house to use your fucking Xbox, you know, and, like, leave. And I know that you're now, a dick, but you're the one that's out. got the Xbox. Now the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. What do you think, Glazius? I mean, and I, I, we know that we're they're releasing it for the uh, enterprise market, right? But, I mean, this is... We also know um, that you know you know the 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 series Mission Impossible, not not mm -hmm. the movies, the series like the old series from the nineteen seventies oh, or something. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know that series. Right. Well, that's the one where the guy mm -hmm. had white hair, gray hair, or something. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. you know, my mom uh, used to tell me that all the series she watched when she was a um, you know a toddler or whatever, a teenager, that. 20 years later, all the technologies from that thing came out eventually from those old series. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And the other thing is, you know, like the, uh, we know the army generally invents technology 50 years ahead of whatever is in the consumer market. Um, <clears throat> for example, the, 50, yeah, they're normally 50 years ahead. So they're working on stuff that will come out in 50 years time, basically. <laughs> um, and also, you know, uh, Google and Apple, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm eating this thing. Uh, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they've got R&D going, you know, 24-7, 365 days a, a, a year, uh, working on stuff that possibly we would never get to know until maybe 20 years from, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's like saying Apple never worked on AR. No, they've been working on it for the last 11 or 12 years. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so, so the thing is, Omniset to me is like military-grade equipment. I mean... <clears throat> Those kind of sensors, I mean, to, to, to take the sensor of your pulse, I think that's not, that's something that, you know, a lot of other um, uh, hardware can do. So it's not an issue. But the whole iris scanning thing, that, that to me is like a whole other level of, I mean, can you imagine if Facebook come out with that? Do you think it would be well perceived? Like an, an Oculus Quest 3 comes out? Because obviously the Oculus Quest 3 is going to come out soon, mm -hmm. next year. I mean, we think, right, allegedly. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can already anticipate what's going to be in it, right? I mean, if we look at Becker Gear having facial tracking uh, recognition, we look at HTC. Now, we don't know if HTC are going to have facial tracking in their next headset, right? Um, but we know if we see they have a, a facial tracker. Oh, I haven't um, even thought about that. Right? I, think be, it'll, I think it'll be That would be in. cool if it yeah. was just baked in. Yeah, I can't see it why has, it wouldn't it be. It has to be baked in. Extra I mean, cost. Yeah. Well, no, because not everyone needs it. So not, people would be paying but for it. But it's something. a feature they, on they, paper. No, no, no. no reason no, to buy they it. They right? need it. They, they need it. Yeah, that's true. To collect your data. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They need it. So they yeah. know they when I smile, it. when I see something. Yeah. Right. Oh, the bastards. Right. 
I think I, I was, think the I was playing with that when mm. when I went into Neos last night with Z Storm Gaming. He has the face tracker, and he was in there like making faces at us and puffing nice. his cheeks out, and it was really cool. It was by, really cool. By the way, I do want to say hello to Adam Bombody who has made it oh, to a live what's podcast. Up, Adam Bomb made it to a live one. Here you are, boom, live on the air, and it's four a.m. in Singapore, and we are with Lazius K, and it's great. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I think I think this technology so I'm is just having be... an energy bar. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah have that energy. Bar, yeah, baby. man. You need to, you got to energize, man. But, you know, right now, these these features are for enterprise because the enterprise has to implement this stuff. Right. They got to take these sensors. Yeah. They got to write code for it. They got to figure out how to use it. They got to figure out the best ways to put it in games and experiences. Right. So right now, if you were to spend right. that twelve, thirteen hundred dollars on one of these headsets, uh, it you would, it would be really because you wanted to implement right. this stuff, right? There aren't right. going to be any experiences that fully utilize this stuff yet. Yes. And also if coming. you, if you no, but the other thing is, um, you know, if you, for example, um, you know, you, you go to Singapore Airlines, for example, or uh, whatever other airline. Um, you know, they buy an Omni set. They're not just going to buy one. They're going to be they're going to buy like literally a thousand of them or five thousand of them. So, uh, going for the enterprise market is definitely got its rewards because it helps to get adoption uh, on in the back door. It it helps to get all those um, corporate. I mean, I've worked in the corporate sector for quite a while uh, before I, I stopped. And believe me, a lot of these people, uh, I mean, those that I've met, I'm not going to generalize again, um, most of them that I've known are just not adventurous people. Uh, they're adventurous in terms of how to make passive income, but they're not adventurous in terms of maybe, they're not early adopters is what I'm trying to say. So especially, uh, that's another conversation, but VR in Southeast Asia is dead. It just doesn't exist. I think. 100 people, maybe 200 people have an Oculus Quest here. And I think maybe if we're lucky, 50 people have an HP Reverb. I don't know, maybe something like that. I haven't counted, but I think it's very low. Um, so, you know, trying to get those kind of people in uh, in VR is very hard. So when you have a company that just spends whatever and gets 5,000 headsets and everybody gets to wear it because they have to train how to be a bank teller or how to fix an airplane engine or how to work on whatever it might be, it really helps to get adoption because then they're the ones who are going to go home and go, wow, this is pretty awesome. I, I should buy one for myself and my family. So yeah, this is going true. Through, going through the enterprise is, is, is a good sideway door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't explain to someone that hasn't tried VR what it's like to be in VR. You have right. to put them in VR. And and a lot of people don't have any friends that are gamers that, you know, you know, are grabbing all the newest headsets or whatever. So going to work and trying a headset there could very well be that sweet little taste of that candy right. that they need to go home and, and start spending their money on, on their own stuff. But what's interesting, right, right, is like, let's say that you go to work and they have you know, 20 Pico Neo two eyes there and everybody's using this wireless headset at work and using this Pico Neo, you go home, you're going to start shopping and guess what you're going to buy? Pico, Not a yeah. fucking Pico. You're going to buy well, a quest. Yeah. It, it depends. Uh, it depends Cheap. because, um, I mean, yes, if you're, if, if your company bought a headset that is primarily not a consumer friendly headset, sure. But, uh, you need to understand also that um, at, uh, maybe different of culture here, different cultures. In Asia, generally speaking, people buy what um, other people have really given the stamp of approval on. So 
if their company has bought a certain brand and it's consumer friendly, they will generally go with that because the company bought it. So they think, oh, I can trust that product. It must be good. Mm -hmm. uh, it must be something that's going to be long lasting. So they, if, if the company bought a Pico Neo 3 and by then they got, uh, uh, they got everything together, I was trying, <laughs> trying to be polite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please. In terms of the store, so you, know, you can put a key inside you know, for friends and family. Uh, you can change the language or the, the currency because, unfortunately, it doesn't uh, change at the moment. It's still stuck. Uh, even though when you make a change, it's uh, not changing. I mean, for me, it's not changing. Um, so, you know, you can buy in US dollar, you can buy in Singapore dollar, you can buy in UK sterling, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, the way to buy would be a more friendly way. Maybe you have different ways of paying, not just PayPal, but also, uh, you know, just different ways, right? So mm -hmm. once they got that right, and then they have all the content in there, um, you know, there's no reason why people won't go, oh, actually, uh, Pico Neo 3 would be the one for me because uh, let me tell you something, uh, it's put in the box, but um, it's actually very light and very comfortable. It's a great headset. I, honestly speaking, it is the Pico Neo 2 is actually a really good and decent headset. I love it. I use it for Racket NX. I use it for Synth Riders. I use it for all my fitness, VR fitness, to be honest with you. That's cool. Um, hmm. No, and, I don't use it. I don't use it for has, pop one, but oh, yeah, I use it for right. my. Well, and it has baked in PC to uh, to mobile streaming right out yeah, of the box. And, you can yeah, it'll connect and, and, up and, to your computer and right. play regular video games. Is, mm -hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I use it for that because I don't use the install. Unfortunately, that that's what I was trying to say is that the store needs work in terms of development, not in terms of content only, um, mm. because I can't can't download. Uh, you know, synth riders, they, they can't give me their app to download on the Pico because there's no key for me to be able to redeem. Uh, right. And so it's very hard for me. And then they have to download. They don't want to send me the source file and then plug into my, you know, they can't do that. So um, it, it becomes complicated. So if they could make that easy, then I can actually use uh, natively the Pico DO2 to do all that because um, you can with some apps, like for example, they have O-Shape and I used O-Shape inside of the Pico, uh, and it's great. The tracking's fantastic. I can move my arms, like, you know, do all that kind of stuff, like, really mm -hmm. fast, and, and and there's no tracking issues. Everything works smoothly. The graphics are fantastic. So um, that's why I'm saying that the Pico, Pico Interactive, uh, if they can really get it right, and, of, of course, if they have the budget, uh, because, honestly speaking, 60 million US dollars is, is nothing, uh, you know, in this world. Facebook mm -hmm. can eat them, like, like right yeah for sure or for like a so they're gonna need more money but um but at the end of the day they're they're on the right path uh, and i hope that you know uh people like pico don't sell out to facebook um you know because it's very possible facebook could come around and say look here's a billion dollars yep right mm -hmm. that's what they do um, and that's why they keep getting in trouble they, they keep buying their competition and exactly yeah. exactly so, you know, let's just hope that, um, you know, people like, like Pico can grow and, uh, you know, HTC get it right on, on, on the next right. headset with the tracking. I personally am excited um, for Pico in the future, dude. Me too. I, I was absolutely blown away by their VR glasses at CES 2021. Okay. Blown away. Blown away. And not by the Pico Neo 2, which I thought was right. great. But right. the glasses blew me away, and I really see potential in those products in the future. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see that. 
Um, I liked the Pico Neo 2i that, that we got to try. So Alex and I went to CES 2020. We got to try out the Pico 2i. Um, we got to, you know, it has the built-in right. Toby eye tracking and, and you got to try it with without the eye tracking on and then with eye For tracking on with foveated rendering. And then you get to watch the frame rate just go through the roof, which was absolutely right. super cool. Uh, great well, headset I mean though. And looking forward to the third one. And, and also it's not just the headset um, that's good about Pico. It's actually the people. Uh, you can have a great product, but shit people in, in the company and things will True. go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and they have actually really good people. Um, you know, uh, I talked to the uh, Leland, who heads all their division, I think, for Europe and, and is is the team, Logan and stuff. You know, they're all really nice people. Uh, they really work well together. Um, you know, when I email people, they email straight back. Like uh -huh. uh, the, the kind of customer service, they'll reply you within 24 hours. And I think this kind of stuff, considering they probably receive hundreds of emails every day. Yeah. Um, I've emailed them a few times. They've never replied to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you're not very right. essential. Black yeah, this eye, is true. A black this eye coming then. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know who's a good person? Person, person. Person, person. Who's been lighting up the chat. And um, you know what else person, person has been doing and lighting up is our Discord. Person, yes. person is like pulling yes. ahead of everybody in our Discord right now. There's like almost like a little bit of a race going on to see who can level up in our Discord because we're going to give away some uh, Between Realities merch in there. Yeah. So cool. join our Discord. There's a link in the description, right? Yep. I'm assuming. There is. <laughs> I'm saying there is. I don't know if there is. <laughs> there There's is. a link in the description. Yeah, there is though, for real. And click on it and join our Discord and start commenting and um, get some free between reality shit. Heck yeah. Uh, Bo and Audi, you just slipped into the chat as well. It's always great What's to up, see guys? Bo and Audi. Uh, I saw Lixnix slide in here. Good to see Lixnix always. And Matt Hooper you, ah. saying uh, your first name and giving away that they know you yes. in real life. Yes. That's my homie. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Like, you know. Matt, Matt is actually. Uh, uh, one of my great friends and my chiropractor and and after a lot wow. of time playing population one i go to him to get adjusted because my shoulders go to shit from climbing wow <laughs> wow so yes so Crazy. so chris um 9989 brought something up which i i think is worth mentioning on the show today pico's issue for a while will be content they're getting old ports like super hot yeah. while the quest 2 is getting bangers like resident evil 4 oh yeah which just got announced yes, like did. today like oh, this yep. morning okay i'd like to uh, add something to that now what what people need to i think uh, understand about pico's strategic uh position here is that they're not looking to fight uh, against the tide or go against the tide. They're looking to ride their own wave, all right? They're looking to become the leading Asian VR brand, not the Western leading VR brand, uh, because they know that it's gonna be very tough to, to convince uh, you know, Westerners to go against uh, Quest and all that kind of stuff. Now, India has one point something billion people. China has one point something billion people. Wow. When you put Asia together, there are more people in Asia than in America, right? Let's, mm -hmm. and, and Europe mm -hmm. together, right? So yeah. that's their market. Their market is that. So what they're looking to do is they're looking to take developers who are working in the West, who want to increase their revenue that Oculus can't do for them and promote them basically in Asia. That's the strategy. Because I at see. the end of the day, VR manufacturers are not I know this is going to sound weird, but maybe hopefully it makes sense. VR, anyone who gets into VR are not a hardware manufacturer. The business plan is not being a VR manufacturer or hardware right. manufacturer. The business plan is to be a marketing platform. That's where they make the money. They make the money through licensing. They make the money through 
uh, revenue that the app sell through additional commissions. Uh, you know, they make all the money from, from data as well, of course. Uh, you know, why did Oculus just launch the premium membership thing? Because they're going to make additional revenue from that. So um, that, that, that's really where they, they make the money. So what they're doing is saying, look, guys, uh, you got uh, whoever you are, uh, you know, uh, like the guys who, who are doing um, from Sokus or Focus. I don't know how you, I, I say, I say Sokus. The, the guy who did uh, the, um, uh, the, the, the racing game. Oh my God. It's 4 a.m. Uh, and the pressure is on. Can last racing, pull this the, out? The, the Formula One inspired Forza? racing game in, in space. Yeah. I said, of course. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the one that's in early access at the moment. Uh, Z Racer. Right, Z Racer. So, oh, okay. you know, it's taking those kind of guys and expose them to a billion people. I mean, can you imagine? Um, yeah. it, it, it's really doing that. So I think that's where uh, Pico Interactive, and not just Pico Interactive, also DPVR. I just hope that DPVR really get their NOLO out of the way or that NOLO and DPVR come together in creating a standalone uh, VR headset because they already have a standalone. Unfortunately, you have to put the NOLO thing on top of it. Yeah, and it has yeah. so many tracking issues. This thing is yeah. just crazy. Um, so, you know, it'd be great if those two brands can come together, uh, you know, create something really amazing, because then all your developers back in the West will be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to hop on that channel. Because I got 2 uh, billion people who can play my game so all of a sudden. That's man, because, like, yeah. I, I really, I, I have a hard time, like, seeing those kinds of separations and i mean i know i'm right. i i'm probably not the person who would but like i i'm constantly viewing this vr thing as an international community you know like you're in fucking singapore right now you know right. what i mean like right. we're talking about the same shit and we were on mrtv show and he's in fucking germany and we were talking to gt the other day and we are right. literally international like we're yeah. all in different countries talking about the same thing mm -hmm. so like i don't see how the markets are like all that different personally but it, it's I, just a language thing it's like if you um for example in china there's nothing in english nothing's in english okay um every game is in chinese like any mm -hmm. app that you use uh, people talk in Chinese in apps. Like there, there are some international uh, Chinese people. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, fifty percent of the China population don't even speak their uh, their modern Chinese. Just to give you an idea, so that means yeah. that fifty percent of the population hasn't learned the Chinese they're supposed to talk today, and that's Chinese. What do they learn? <laughs> so they, well, they still talk their own Chinese, which is dialect oh. Chinese. Oh, okay, right? I see. So India is even worse. It has so many dialects that there's no Indian. There's no like one Indian dialect. So they have to translate everything in hundreds of different dialects, basically. So um, so that's where the you know things start to to change. And then Japan is in Japanese, Koreans in Korean, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. So um, that's why English over there is not really the dominant language, and people other than maybe the very wealthy people or very well educated people. Um, you know, then can speak English and deal with English things. But generally, even if they speak English, they much prefer to, you know, uh, play the game in Chinese or, you know, read things in Chinese, you know. Right. Which, which I would do as well. I mean, I want to see shit in a language I understand. That makes perfect yeah. sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
What are your thoughts on Resident Evil 4 coming to the Oculus Quest 2 and that it's an exclusive to the Oculus Quest 2? It will not be coming, from what they said, it won't be coming to the PC, it won't be coming to the Quest 1, Whoa. it won't be coming to any of the other headsets. It is Quest 2 exclusive. And um, I think it's kind of a big deal, right? Because Resident Evil 4 was a, was a big game for a lot of people. It's also old and it is going to be shown now to a whole new generation full of people in a different way. Uh, full motion control and hand track Tracking. um dude that's interesting just, that's a huge franchise it is the oculus exclusive it is. but it's not the franchise it's that one game right because resident I evil understand. 7 and you know i know that but yeah. resident evil yes like what the yes. fuck like of course yeah. like they have they have like you know the playstation vr exclusive that makes sense sony has a resident evil thing that's yeah. like sony fucking playstation yeah but like now oculus has yep. a resident evil experience that is exclusive to their platform that is pretty intense i think it is man i think it's a big deal and it looks like it's going to be really really cool um you i've know, only played the beginning of the of that game i yeah. tried to play it with my lady and she was like uh what <laughs> it's tough going back to that game right now with the standard controller because the controls do not translate very well to this day and age right yeah, but so now going through body. it in vr is going to be absolutely incredible um, you know, with full motion controls and everything, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great. And you know, it looks like it looks like it's going to be pretty cool, as you can see here on the screen. It was, um, um, dude. Like you know, chat's a few minutes behind, but Mepper just said something that I think is super interesting. Going back to um, all the different dialects of Indian, mm -hmm. Mepper said, "I knew some Indians, and they said that the dialect problem was so bad that people in neighboring villages would often switch to speaking English." Since the most com as the most common since they couldn't understand each other's dialects. Wow, that's <laughs> interesting. Dang. And it's technically the same language, yeah. but just the dialect is so f different and foreign wow. that you end up just all speaking English, so yeah. that way you can understand each other. Wild. <laughs> that's yeah. insane. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty wild. You know, yeah. there's there's pretty big dialect differences here in the United States if you go from like Arizona, to, for example, to New York. But I mean, those we, are accents. Yeah. Those are accents. <laughs> I can understand all the words that a New Yorker is yeah, using. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> I just oh, killed Lazius with that. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Either way, so going back to Resident Evil here, I think it's a big deal. Yeah. And I am looking forward to playing this game. I, I say I'm looking forward to it, but when it comes down to it, I am very scared going into VR horror games. I, I did make it through Resident Evil 7 all the way in VR, played that like 30, 40 hours or whatever it was. Um, I, and and I'm, but every time, like it took me like 15 minutes of preparing myself before going into that game, like, like breathing, oh man, I gotta, it's not real. I'm not really gonna die, you know, getting myself right. in that right. mindset. Um, and you, this you is gonna be tough. You have to have tough. right? You, you have to have yes. fist, right? Yes. So that's even worse for you because you're like, Truly immersed, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, if this if this supported haptics, oh, I can't imagine you know they're, they're going to implement this. Which but. is, I mean, it's pretty awesome because we've got a dude on our mod team at B Haptics called Sir Coolness, and he's the guy who made the Population One mod for B Haptics okay. haptic suits, cool. and he has been working on making it possible to mod Quest games so that way we can add a B Haptics mod to the Quest version of Population One, and he just got Melon Loader. Mm -hmm. which is like the mod program initially created for Boneworks mm -hmm. to 
open and run on the quest too. So he's actually like knocking on the door right now of being able to mod quest. You did it here first, people. You did, you did hear cracking that quest wide open. First. You did hear it first. So here first. So the melon loader is now like working on the quest, and now I guess the next part I I have no idea because I'm not a fucking dev. But he's super smart and really awesome, and he's actually making some some big moves right now on on hopefully well, making that possible. I, I will tell you what, man. I could barely, and I mean barely, handle Resident Evil Seven. I was That's scared really intense. shitless and if you put haptics on me in a game like this dude i don't know if i can take it man i mean I think, vr I, 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 is so crazy i can just see i can just see the amount of videos that gt is going to do on his channel when this thing comes out yeah yeah gt became a big <laughs> supporter of b haptics pretty fast because you know once once you start using body haptics you know i mean it is it's hard not to it's anymore. like vr it's like yeah. you don't know what you're missing until you do it yeah. and then you do it and you're like okay well yeah. Mm, shit like how how am i gonna get one you know like you kind of yep. just like you just switch a little bit um by the way something that bo and adi said that i thought was great bad controls is probably the biggest thing that made resident evil scary from the start <laughs> and you know what i think you're right like i think i think because that's true because like you get into the situation where like something's getting really close to you and you're like ah, and you're like trying to like turn your character's body so you can then yeah. move it in the right direction away from the right. thing and like you get all like jumbled and like ah, and it's like really intense like i actually do think that it the is. bad controls did contribute to like the yeah. intensity and scariness of some of those games well I'm, I'm happy to go through this game with good controls so am i yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but still yeah. i think that's worth i think that's worth noting <laughs> I mean, do you think do you think it's fair that, that it it's exclusive to to Facebook? I mean, fair, fair, yeah. I, I mean, you know, if game companies consoles do exclusives, and do you know why? Because if you want to play that game, you're going to buy that console. Sony does it, Microsoft does it, everybody does it, and this is how this is what you got to do in the console market. And the quest I mean, have, have, is have console revealed, VR. Have they revealed how much money they pay to make it exclusive, or no, it's like no NDA signed just there? Yeah, uh, I don't think, I mean, they typically don't say dollar. things like that. Facebook is very quiet with financial things. But it probably wasn't that much, right? Because, like, yeah. it's not like everyone's been knocking down the door at Oculus being like, where's Resident Evil 4? Actually, or, you know? Technically, we should be able to read their annual report. I don't know if they... Uh... If they disclose that kind of stuff, because uh, Oculus now the, is part the thing of Facebook, is they don't, right? They don't separate things out in their reports, right? Yeah, they say they say this amount came from non-ad revenue, right? right. And we assume a right. lot of that is Quest-based, but there's other products that they have. Do you right. know what I mean, they got they right. have a bunch of stuff now. I feel like a majority of that now is going to be the Quest, but we can only kind of guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, when do you think, when do you think they're going to reveal the quest? When do you think they're going to start? Now, listen, since the HTC have been teasing the, the ViveCon, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. clear that Oculus are on the offensive and they don't want anyone to be talking about ViveCon, right? Yeah. Because in the last week, they've been bulldozing the amount of news. Yeah. Um, do you think, is there, is there a possibility, do you think they'll announce anything during ViveCon just to, you know, uh, just well, other other than the world, the rug, absolutely the going to see that headset. Issues. Yeah, you we're think, absolutely going to see the headset. Could happen. Yeah, we're no, going to yeah, see I'm, a wireless headset. But sure. I'm talking about Facebook. I'm not talking about oh, HTC. Facebook. Oh, do you, you think, think Facebook is going to during the during yeah. ViveCon? You mean kind of like Valve put in reveals? Yeah. Who did that? Who did that? Valve did that to Facebook. Valve announced the index when Facebook was announcing the Quest. I believe it was during. 
uh, Facebook Connect or Oculus Connect at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there was like a yeah that must because be everyone was pissed off because the Rift S was not what they wanted, and then Valve came out and said upgrade your experience. <laughs> yeah, kind of gave them a little jab, and by upgrading your experience, it means leaving your broken index on the table to look at. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> it's a great headset when it works, people. Yeah. When it works. <laughs> but um, now I you know I don't know. I think Facebook is definitely on the offensive, right? They have they have a huge huge market and they know that the one company that could possibly you know dig into that market in the mobile section would be htc they got their own ecosystem they got their own store you know they have what they need to make it happen it's just all going to be about whether these people can nail the tracking and if they can kind of get some of these contracts now if they had a mobile service like viveport infinity and you could yep. pay a monthly fee and pay any game on play any game on the store you want. I don't know how I, Oculus is going to compete with that. I, I really, Dude, I that really would be hope, good. I'll tell you something um, because I used Viveport using the DPVR headset, and there were serious lagging issues with it. So, mm. uh, and I was using Wi-Fi five, not Wi-Fi six, but mm-hmm. I was in the same room as the actual Wi-Fi. Uh, no doors, no walls in between. The same room. Um, and I'm really now, of course, the DPVR headset is not a XR2 chip and all that, but, um, right. you know, I, I really like today I went on the, uh, Vive, Viper website and there were issues loading some of the pages. Now, I don't know if that was my browser or issues there or not, but I had to reload, refresh like three, four times to get things working. So, um, I, I really hope that, you know, they're going to nail that kind of stuff and, and that there's no latency when you go into the uh, cloud because it's all in the cloud server, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it depends. Cause you know, I, I play virtual desktop stuff with my quest and I have almost no lag, but I have a really right. good router. It's still Wi-Fi five router. I'm still waiting on my back ordered Wi-Fi six E right. router, but, but it works incredible. Um, and it's, it's all about how these people optimize the code, right? I mean, right. it's all exactly. about programming. So because with, with Viveport, uh, on the DPR set, you would not um because it was a subscription based thing it wasn't um how can i say i was playing off the server i wasn't playing off the dpvr headset so mm-hmm. i hope that um you know there will be a possibility to download the game onto your htc headset and not play from a shadow like there used to be this company called shadow right where you could yeah. basically play all your favorite games from a, a cloud-based server i, I and, would think that it would have to go locally onto the headset I hope I mean, it does because, because we're not there we're not yet. There Cloud-based, yet. we're not there we're not yet. There the latency yet. is a is a huge, huge issue. Uh, Oculus came out and said it's now in their terms of service that you, no one is allowed to play anything cloud-based. You have to have the machine located in your home in order to use virtual desktop type services and, well, and stuff like that. Uh, right? Imagine you used a cloud machine and like picked yeah. up Windlands too, and then you start throwing up because yeah. it's latency. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's why Facebook is oh. kind of doing this, right? I mean, you yeah. don't, they can't control that experience. And on cloud services, it is just the latency is too much, man. And you don't right. want to screw up someone's experience with, with this stuff. It has to be perfect. And eventually down the road, it's all going to go cloud base right when we're in 5g wi-fi 6e is the standard oh. everything is low latency that'll be different but oh, we're yeah, still five now? to ten years away from that yeah, yeah. it's going to be in a so, while they have to it'll plant, be a while. plant all the poles right there's going to be so many poles they're going to plant because apparently they're smaller poles they're not so tall but they have to plant more of them. yeah so yeah they, i mean be- because why uh, because um uh 5g 
can't go through walls, can't go around corners. So it has, they have to blanket everything in 5G. But Wi-Fi 6E, you know, as people's routers die and they start buying new routers, you know, eventually that'll catch up. But people might go to 6 first and 6 still has right. latency issues where 6E right. is way faster on latency. So we're going to get there, but it's going to take time. So, yeah. So Vivecon is May 11th and 12th. Yep. Yeah. And Oculus has a gaming showcase on April 21st. Yep. Right. So on April 21st, anything that Oculus software-wise, games at least, has mm -hmm. been like waiting to unveil, I think is going to drop here. This is yeah. probably where we're going to hear that Lone Echo 2 is going to the Quest, right. which is like a, a lot of speculation right now. David, oh, yeah. David Duggan just made a video saying that he came across some post that like highly alludes to lone echo 2 being a quest 2 title um right. so i feel oh, like it, it will be i feel i agree yeah and i feel like they're holding their cards for this april 21st date so they can talk about games and shit that are coming out um i personally i feel like oculus might let vive have these two days i don't i don't see oculus coming out with an a an announcement of hardware or accessory that that's game changing during those two days, just simply so because it's, only, it's so yeah. close to this gaming showcase date. Yeah. So far, it's only software stuff they've been uh, they've been releasing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, next year, I do think next year holiday times, we will probably uh, that's when we'll probably see the question. Well, next year there'll be Apple, yeah. right? So that's gonna that's gonna throw a little Ooh. Joker in the mix. <laughs> yeah, but Apple's gonna be very expensive, extremely high end, well, and won't be in the same ballpark. It's one of the headsets for under thousand US dollars, so I don't know. Yeah, but they also said they're not expecting this first headset to sell very well. This is kind of their test bed. They're gonna, that you was, know, it uh, was a first statement. But be, knowing Apple, yeah. they don't they don't go halfway. No, I know they go all the way, but they also they don't consider price typically. Yeah, uh, your 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 typical Apple purchaser of a computer is going to spend yeah. more on less hardware because because of of the ecosystem it's in because of the quality of the apple stuff because it's all yeah. very very high end um and and you know apple's going to come out with 8k per eye like how yeah, do you keep that insane. under a thousand dollars right i, I doubt I, mean, I doubt that's the one that's going to be a thousand dollars i think that they might yeah. be i don't know maybe there'll be two who knows really but yeah i think what's interesting is the nreal augmented glass augmented reality glasses you know, mm -hmm. they partner with, I think, telecoms. So they come, you know, you'll be able to buy a phone and then you have your headset, you know, your, your glasses with the phone or something. So yeah. who knows, maybe yeah. VR in the future, you know, you won't buy it anymore on its own. Maybe you'll buy it with your phone or something maybe. like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. price points. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like one of the big problems with phone stuff is the battery. Right. Yeah. And plus, you know, you bog your phone down with apps and you get crappy performance no, no, in the no, headset. I, I, sorry, and, you know. sorry, I mean I mean maybe when in the future when you buy a phone plan. Oh, I see. And I see it will what come you're with the, comes with a phone plan. Maybe maybe it'll move that direction. I can see I don't that. Know. Yeah, I could see I could see HTC doing that. I could see them putting out a mobile headset because they were phone manufacturers for a long right. time. I still think they have a phone division. Dude, I'm not sure. But. I'm I'm optimistic, man. A month from now, I think we'll uh, we'll see everything. We'll know a month yeah. from today or a couple days ago what what HTC has been working on. And I'm really optimistic. I don't know for sure, right? Like the Cosmos mm -hmm. was a huge failure, all that shit. But like I I'm hoping that HTC can step up and and earn a place at the table. Do you think HTC is now scared at all because Oculus? 
put out version 28 of the software, you got 120 hertz refresh rate, you got built-in PC streaming, you have, uh, you know, the start of what looks like a really cool infinite office experience with tracked keyboards. I mean, granted, there's only one tracked keyboard Dude. at the moment, but they brought, they're bringing a lot to the they table. They were shaking man. in their boots before that. Yeah. They're fucking, they're freaking out. They're praying that this thing works, you know, and they're leaning on consumer perspective to help push them over the lines, even if it is enterprise focused. I mean, um, I, I mean if we'll you see. look at the one, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, go ahead. No, that we already said that, man. You're swimming in the water is just fine, which so, actually we, we have to wrap this up soon. So I would love yeah. to hear from I mean, you. I, 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 just talking about the 120 hertz. So I think what people need to understand is it's great that the hardware has a technology to enable, you know, developers to be able to, to do that, to, to push the development software to that. But at the end of the day, it's going to take time for people to uh, develop and retweak their code and everything to be at that level. So, um, you know, it could take six months or more. I, do, I don't think this is a quest to, uh, I don't think it's a short-term play. I think it's a long-term play. I think yeah. this is an Oculus Quest 3 thing. So um, I think we'll see by the time the Oculus Quest 3 comes out that then you'll have much more, many more games that will, you know, be able to handle 120 hertz. Uh, sure. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that, it, it's a big deal, right? You're, you're putting that many more frames out. You need more right. battery life. You need more performance. Right. It's gonna. Right. It's just going to be tough. And we've only seen right. two games that have confirmed it so far. One is Cubism, which right. has very little or right. almost no who, graphics. Who fucking cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good I mean, game. It is a good game. Great game game but it's not yeah. as demanding as half-life alex for example or right exactly and then and then you got racket fury right. you know these are the only two games that have said yep we're doing it so right. we'll see it's tough it's tough to hit 120 yeah. frames without the destroying the battery if you look at the list of games who actually support 90 hertz there's not that many is right tiny right. amount so you know it just goes to show i i don't think that's going to be super important in the short term but if htc are releasing an htc uh standalone now oh sorry this year right so in may they're going to reveal it right so they'll sell it when september let's say um you know then that means they're going to reveal another standalone maybe when uh next may 2022 right or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in 2022 so i think that's when things will start to really heat up very interestingly yeah. Yeah, this whole mobile market thing has been a complete reset of the PC market. I mean, the VR market completely, right? Because we were we were on our way with PC VR, but it wasn't selling because people needed, you know, powerful computers along with the headset and all this stuff. But now we have reset onto mobile chips. We're kind of working our way back up that ladder. The only thing that kind of concerned me is that HTC kept failing with the Cosmos and they probably spent more money than they've made do you know what I mean? And I'm wondering oh. if they're going to be able to hang on for that long. Well, I'll tell you what, this whole like 120 hertz shit, like to me, this is like kind of the same thing, like with the air link that I was talking about, where like the Oculus just wants to answer yes to every fucking right. question you right. answer them. And yeah. when you put that shit on paper next to anything else, it says 120 hertz right there on the fucking graph. And that is so powerful yeah you know person People person was comparing... was saying that in our in our discord server that they are literally trying to check boxes on paper yes. to say yes. oh the index has 120 hertz exactly. so does the quest and this, exactly. even though they are not the same experience that is 100 so. percent what yep. the point i am trying to make yep. and yep. with that i'm gonna end this because we could oh, literally we, I, we could do this forever wanna. we could do this forever we really could <laughs> it's way too much fun so lazius k Thank you so much for staying up so fucking late and, yes. and joining us on this show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Really, really appreciate it. I had good fun. You are and awesome, man. Everybody in the, in, in the chat as well. 
Hello, everyone there. And yeah, thank you very much. So if you guys don't know VR Essentials, go to his channel, click subscribe, and start watching these videos, and his skills will blow your mind. One of the best video editors I have ever met. He's well, super, super them. good. Hello, bonjour, como ça va? Let's fucking go. Boom, VR Essentials. <laughs> you are the man. Thanks again for joining us. Say goodbye to Lazius. Oh, bye, Lazius. Bye. Bye. And with bye. that, he is gone. Goodbye, Lazius, and uh, good riddance. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for joining us here in the chat today. You know, Rendered Reality, one of our favorite podcasts ever. Um, Sean, thanks for being here, dude. Libnox, Chris, Person Person, Mepper, uh, Bowenaudi, um, Smash Bomb. Reality, yeah, Adam Bomb, Body, uh, Libnox, Licks Nix, uh, Vivian Chazen, I saw slipped in right there at Man. the end who was also legends. a guest on our show. So like, many legends. Dude, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to know who's, whose name I've already said. You know, Mepper, Aaron Summers, Morp Central. Like, all you guys, thank you so fucking much for being here. It means the world to us, and um, we love you all dearly. What's happening next week? Next week, we have Stu TV on the show. Oh, Why don't you Stu. tell us a little bit about Stu? Stu TTV. TTV. Oh. That's right. So Stu Oops. is a virtual reality streamer on Twitch. Um, this is a guy who I actually met smoking out in front of the V respawn party uh, at Oculus Connect 6 where we're just out there hanging out and like I'm like hey what's up dude and you know I pass it over to him and uh, we're just bullshitting and he's like yeah I live in Arizona and I was like whoa guess who else does so do I you know and uh, we ended up talking a little bit more and he worked at a VR arcade here in Arizona called VR Junkies where I went and recorded my very first ever mixed reality footage Ooh. so you know, we kind of had this like you know bonding experience outside and he's also a world champion um, from Space Junkies He's a Space Ooh. Junkies world champ. So this and guy. I know he's nasty in Pop One. He's a nasty, nasty gamer, a hilarious dude, a great personality, and I'm really excited to have him join us next week. Cool. So, and I'm sure we uh, will be seeing all of your beautiful names and faces here with us again next week. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Steve and I are going to play some Carly and the Reaper Man, maybe, right? Mm. You, you got anything going on? Are we hanging out I right do. now? I got to pick up my daughter. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right, well, we're not doing that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, everybody, see you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya.